So, the big question is this. How are ambitious people like us, who don't have a lot of resources, did not go to Ivy League colleges, were not born into wealth, how do we become resourceful enough? Use our creativity, our dedication, and a little bit of crazy to bootstrap our way to realizing our dreams. Whether it is launching a new company, launching a new app, or making it to the top of the corporate ladder. That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. All right. Uh, so uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, title of today's interview is uh, Myths and Misconceptions about Running a Profitable Business with a, pa- uh, with a Positive Cash Flow. Uh, my name is Manoj Agarwal, and today I'm talking with business and financial expert Chris Miles about the common myths and misconceptions about starting profitable businesses, incurring debt, and most importantly, cash flow. And all these factors can stop most entrepreneurs or professionals dead in their tracks really before they even get started. So welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, Chris Smiles is a well-known cash flow expert. He teaches entrepreneurs how to find resources and cash to launch their dreams. Chris has graciously consented to this interview to share his extensive knowledge and experience to dispel, to dispel some common myths and misconceptions in this area so every entrepreneur can understand how to bootstrap their business while avoiding going into debt. Uh, Chris, thank you again. So my first set of questions is going to be about your background and experience in the field of cash flow, finance, and business so that entrepreneurs and professionals in our audience can understand who you are, where you're coming from, and how you can relate to where they are right now. So, um, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of your background, education, and experience? Yeah, you know, I actually started out, uh, I actually went to college. My, my goal was to become a business consultant. Okay. But I figured if I was going to become a business consultant, I should have real life business experience, mm-hmm. not just books, right? Yeah, a good idea. And so I actually dropped out of college uh, to, to go to business. I wasn't sure what to do. And the first opportunity was to become a financial advisor, like okay. the very traditional conventional type of financial advisor. And because I actually really enjoy being an entrepreneur, I loved having control of my life, my destiny, you know, freedom to choose my hours and that sort of thing. I actually ended up staying dropped out of college. I never finished and I ended up going that route. And, uh, you know, I did that for so many years and, and then eventually actually was able to, in 2006, I was able to retire oh, um, with only working about three or four hours a week. So before Tim Ferriss told you about how to work the four-hour work week, yeah, yeah. I was doing it. I was living awesome. it. Awesome. That's great. And so I started doing that and actually started helping people do the same thing, how to let them free, how to get out of the rat race and that sort of thing. And so, um, so yeah, my, my passion has been really helping a lot of people, especially those that are entrepreneurs, you know, break free of their, of their businesses so that they can be with their family and have that control and that freedom that we have all desired when we became entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So how did you get started into, in the financial planning business? So like, did you have any background in that uh, field? None. You know, I, I, I knew how to write checks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was about it. Um, no, I didn't really have any experience. They had to train me from scratch okay. to do that. Um, and it was purely, it was, there was no salary. It was purely all commission. So, um, if I didn't sell something, I didn't get paid, you know, so I had to work a job. I had to have a, you know, that was basically my side hustle while I worked a job on the side. Got it. Got it. So you joined a network of financial advisors and they told you what to do and then you got your own clients. Exactly. 
All right, great. Um, and uh, so tell us a little bit about your early experiences in uh, entrepreneurship, like, you know, um, what kind of struggles did you have to go through? Or maybe you didn't have to go through any struggle and you were an overnight success. So tell us a little bit about your earlier part of your journey. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's nice when you've had those experiences. Because I've been in business now for 17 years. And and early on, those I mean, those four, first really four years of being that financial advisor, they were tough years. I mean, because going from an employee mindset to a business owner mindset, or very, it's very different. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, um, it seemed like, Whenever I, so there's a point where I noticed that my, my commissions at being a financial advisor were higher than what I was getting paid at my job. Okay. So I said, finally, I can quit my job. It was about, it was about uh, two years in, right? Okay, that's not so bad. I said, all right, I can quit my job now. And so I quit. Mm-hmm. And then the fear and the pressure of having to pay my own bills and all that kind of stuff, it started to hit me. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, all this, this business I had, all ready for me. I had, I had over a year's worth of business waiting to be closed. Okay. Um, that would have been like a year's worth of my job, right? Year's worth of income. Yeah. And it started to fall apart. Oh, wow. And about uh, two, three months later, I'm back out looking for a job. Oh, really? Um, I figured out how to make ends meet because there was so much pressure. I was in so much scarcity hmm. that, uh, that I, 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 it's what I call business breath, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, when you, when you need business so badly, you reek of it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like when you go to a networking event and yeah, yeah. or saying like, like you're just, you know, handing out cards left and right. Like, here, call me, call me, call me, call yeah. me. Like, you're desperate. Right. And, and that's what happened. I didn't know it. And people even didn't know it. They just said, you know, I just don't feel good about it anymore. I don't know why. And, yeah. and now I know why, because what I learned is, is that when you're in desperate, in desperation, it, it oozes out of you from every pore of your body. And, uh, and people sense that and they don't want to do business. And so it wasn't until I would get a job. And then when I start having paychecks coming in, then I would relax. And then people would want to do business with me, even though I had less hours to work my business. Um, eventually I figured that out to where I could start working in, in a business and not have to get the job. Right. But it was, it was tricky because I had to feel like I didn't need the money. Yeah. in order to make more money. <laughs> that's a, that's a uh, pretty interesting story. So which leads us into the core of the topic that we are going to talk about, which is cash flow. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm guessing you had to build a cash flow, uh, getting a job so that you can be relaxed and actually focus on your business, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, so let's talk about that. So uh, tell us uh, some interesting uh, anecdotes or stories uh, about maybe yourself or entrepreneurs you have worked with. Uh, which do not realize the importance of cash flow and how it hurts when you have uh, little to no cash flow. Yeah, you know, cash flow really is like the lifeblood of business, right? If you think about it, anything that flows brings life. You know, when water flows into the land, it brings life. And when blood blood flows to your body, you have life. When any of that stops, you die, right? Yeah, yeah. And money flow or cash flow is the same thing. And when I talk about cash flow, I talk about What's your profit, right? Like not only just the money you're bringing in, but how much are you keeping too? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you could be, I've had people tell me before like, oh yeah, like I've, I'm a millionaire. I've, I've made a million dollars in my business. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, great. Well, what do you get bring home? Oh, my, my assistant makes more money than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so that's, that's essential. And, and I'll tell you, even when I launched Money Ripples about six and a half years ago, mm-hmm. um, I had a launch with very little capital. You know, I, I didn't have a lot of credit. In fact, during the recession, my credit got hashed. Uh-huh. I actually had just dug out of a million dollar debt hole 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden I was going to break away from what was comfortable with a previous company I'd worked with and I was going to break off and, and create money ripples. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I didn't have the cash. And so I had to apply the very things I taught my own clients. So for example, um, one of the things I had to do is I knew I had to eventually create a website, right? Mm-hmm. But I knew a website wasn't necessary. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Everybody tells you, Hey, you gotta have a website. You gotta look legit. No, you don't. You know, the first thing I did, like when I launched, um, is, uh, I, I learned that connections and, and people yeah, yeah. relationships are everything. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I started doing is I announced, I actually announced on Facebook. I'm like, Hey, I'm launching out on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm starting up. I'm actually doing a 90% discount of what my services were just charged last month. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it for a 90% discount, but you got to give me testimonials because okay. I needed, because I had a two year non-compete. So I could not use any of the old relationships I had. I, I had to go into totally new market, um, brand new, you know, just wipe the slate clean. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I was like, I need testimonials. I can't use my old ones anymore because that's my previous company. And I, uh, and I signed a two year non-compete to say, Hey, I'm not going to steal your stuff. Right. Um, so I had to do that. And so I did, I started getting people in pretty quickly, no website, no business cards, I just said, hey, this is what I do. I help people find free up cash. You want to do it? Here we go. And, and some people have been waiting for me to do that. So what is the number one myth or misconception that entrepreneurs have about cash flow? Uh, number one myth is that they have to keep making more money. Okay. okay. That they have to keep bringing in more and more and more and more and more sales. And I'm not saying you don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, again, when, when entrepreneurs get started, yeah. They'll, they'll pay way too much for people's programs and stuff, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. They'll pay too much for education. They'll pay too much for a website that they really don't need. They'll put, they'll drop maybe 10, 15 grand on a website when they don't yeah. need that much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they try to go too big and they try to do too many busy, too much busy work instead of just focusing on, all right, I have value. I'm solving a problem. I have a need. What problem can I solve and how can I just deliver it as easy as possible? Yeah, yeah. You know, and you don't have to do the online, you know, this big online product or anything either. Like it, it could just simply be like what I did, the one-on-one consulting, right? Like that's the first thing I offer because it was my time and energy. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have to, it cost me nothing <laughs> yeah. to offer my time and energy, just time and energy. And yeah. so, you know, the deliverable on that was very high profit, low cost. That's and so nice. starting with something like that, looking for ways to say, Hey, how can I go for something that just gets really quick money? Like what's the fastest way to the cash? Mm-hmm. Focus on that. Don't worry about all the, the thing, the bells and whistles, you know, the things that are supposed to make you look pretty or make you think you look legit, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, big expensive websites or, you know, a, a big strong following on social media. You don't need any of that stuff. You just need to start finding ways to serve people yeah, yeah. and let the money come in that way and then slowly build off of that. That's pretty cool. What advice will you give, for example, so this will apply to people who are, you know, they want to start a service-based business or coaching business or something along those lines. But let's say somebody wants to make a physical product or they want to launch uh, an app of some sort or, you know, they want to build a product. What kind of advice will you give them uh, in, in this case? Like how can they start off and still have a decent cash flow? Yeah, I mean, especially when people try to build an app, you know, I mean, apps are great, but I see that so much like down the road mm-hmm. um, because there, there needs to be a proof of concept, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of people are so, because people get caught up on the greed of yeah. an app because it can be easy and you can make so much money. Imagine what it'd be like if I got 
5,000 users, how much I'd be making per month, right? Like that's what everybody's thinking. Sure, sure. But in truth, like it's like the concept behind the app, like what really creates value for people? What really solves problems? Yeah. And, and that might require you doing it off app, you know, doing it, it could be online, right? But it might be something super simple. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, I mean, for me, like with my clients, the first thing I created was, was audios. Oh. I didn't worry about making a bunch of videos or anything. I just said, hey, what's the easiest thing I can deliver? Yeah, yeah. So for me, um, for me, it was just like, how can I talk something out and teach it, record it, and then deliver on it, right? That's cool. Um, That's cool. You know, whether I was using my GarageBand on my Mac, right? That's what I usually use. Even when I record podcasts, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, or even like, you know, use Zoom or something like that, right? Where you can just record on Zoom and say, great, I've got the recording, boom. And that's your first deliverable, you yeah. know? And it could be so simple if you really think about it. Like you don't have to create anything uh, super high tech or complex. Just create something that gets people's foot in the door, gets you a little bit more followers and traction. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, if you've got a huge, you know, especially when you've got a huge database of followers, yeah. well, then an app could make sense because if you're trying to get 5,000 users, you better hope you have at least 100,000 plus followers, right? That's right. That's right. Otherwise, so, nobody's going to care. That's a, that's a very good idea. So basically, you, you put uh, whatever service you're trying to provide, you put it out there, you help people first uh, on one-on-one basis or maybe in a group setting. And then yeah. you think about bringing a product to the market. You got it. Awesome. That's great. So uh, moving on. So what are some of the other, uh, like another misconception that entrepreneurs have about cash flow? Anything else that you want to point out? Yeah. You know, another one that's, uh, it's big is, is really like a lot of times people get these beliefs. Uh, there's a lot of weird money beliefs and business beliefs that people have. They think they have to fit a certain persona. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I've noticed that, you know, when, when people are trying to do that, like sometimes people have weird things. Like, for example, people might feel ashamed to make money, right? They might think, oh, who am I to do that? Um, There's things like, you know, people have an identity crisis with themselves. And I get it. Like, I had an identity crisis so bad about being public, being publicized and being in the spotlight that I had a two-month-long cough that I couldn't get rid of. Wow. Because I was almost like rejecting myself. So I'm like, it was almost like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Like, yeah, like yeah. Huh, huh, you know, yeah, like yeah. Gollum, you know, it's kind of like that. And it was, it was hard because I was so nervous whether or about not people liked me, Yeah, yeah. you know? And so um, I think one of the biggest things is, is, is throw away whatever perception is you think a CEO should be. Um, don't think you have to be this big tyrannical boss um, or a jerk. I've known people that are absolute jerks to their employees and that's not good either. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time too, be okay that making money is actually a good thing. Money is actually a receipt of service. Yeah, that's right. It's evidence that you've served someone or you promised to serve somebody. Yeah. yeah. So if you think about it, like when you get these little bills or this check or the dollars and, and cents in your, in your bank account, it really is just evidence that you're serving people. That's and right. And that, what, what is a higher calling than that, than, than be able to know that you could serve people and all they want to do is exchange dollars to be able to have that in their life because they know that they're better off with you than without you. Exactly, exactly. If you can get past some of those little mental roadblocks, they'll start to realize my, making money actually is very formulaic. It's yeah. very easy to do because you'll realize, wait, all I have to do is, again, deliver on what I promise and even over-deliver, yeah. you know, go the extra mile and, and do those things. And, and again, don't be afraid to ask for business. Don't be afraid to Mark yourself. Don't be afraid of your message. You know, be very proud that you're offering a solution for people and, and do it. 
Yeah. And, uh, and you're absolutely right. Like if, if you have the ability to help somebody out in their, in their situation, it's all almost like your moral, uh, you know, obligation to actually go ahead and do it. Otherwise they will be worse off, you know, without that help. And absolutely so many people are actually, you know, in, in worse situation than you are. And, and if you can help them, uh, I think it, it's a good thing. I, I completely agree. Like yeah. there's, there's been times I have people I, I've had to thank them and say, wow, thanks for actually reaching out mm-hmm. because you know, you know, like one guy a few weeks ago was like 75,000 a year difference in your life because of that. Like if you wouldn't have had the, the courage to do that, I wouldn't have had that chance to serve and I would be excited. And so it's fun when you can actually exchange with people and, and realize that the world is better because you're offering something of value. And, and I believe that if you're listening to this right now, you, you, you know that you have something of value. It's just a matter of communicating that with people and letting them understand that. Cool. All right. And uh, talking about the beliefs, like, you know, a lot of these beliefs, they are implanted in our heads, you know, uh, in our childhood or as we grow up through society, or, you know, it could be like one simple incident of uh, in your childhood where, uh, you know, something happened and you got, you, you planted a negative belief about that. And it's kind of hard to get out. So it's really good to have somebody, you know, um, somebody who, who understands you, a friend or a family member to, sort of, you know, point that out and, and get that out of your system. So, so yeah. uh, definitely on point for sure over there. Um, all right. So uh, w- what are some of the other um, pieces of advice you will give uh, entrepreneurs about uh, maintaining a cash flow, positive cash flow? Um, one, of, one of the things you may want to talk about, uh, for example, is uh, when people say, okay, I have positive cash flow, but it's, it's going to come in three months. Let's, let's say, you know, there are payables that are supposed to come in, um, but they, they are delayed, like, you know, it'll come in three months or six months or what have you. Um, even though, you know, they are secure and uh, like, you know, they feel secure, the money is coming in, but that's really not the cash flow that they need right now because they need to pay their employees. They need to pay their regular right. bills or some other, um, uh, some other pieces of advice you want to give uh, about cash flow. Yeah. You give a lot around that one point alone. <laughs> Um, cause I've been in that position too, where you're counting on money to come in and, and then it doesn't, you yeah. know, and then you're in a stressful place, right? Uh, the best thing you can do, I mean, understand that in business, and this has just been my own experience, but I've seen this with other business owners too. There's usually at least a three to six month lag time between mm-hmm. the work you do and that, and the money hitting your account. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's anything with marketing, right? I mean, sometimes you'll have to do a marketing for a good solid three, four months before you say, Oh, it's working, you know, yeah. versus most people will try to jump and they'll try to jump back and forth too quickly. They won't try consistently any one thing. Yeah. yeah. They're just trying to try everything. They're frantic. And if you can relax, I think one of the biggest things a business owner can do is relax, take a deep breath and just say, all right, I'm going to keep going forward. Keep doing this thing day in and day out. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to sprint. I don't believe in the whole hustle mentality where you have to work 100 plus hour weeks. I don't think that's necessary at all. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more, more efficient to be productive. Find just those core things that bring in business. Um, For example, for me, for example, I realized that after a while, all the networking groups I was going to was really a waste of time and money Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they really weren't leading more business. Um, But for example, doing my podcast and, and people following me that way, yeah, yeah. I actually got way more business. Yeah. And so I remember three years ago, I went through a divorce and I, and I couldn't emotionally handle anything more. And yeah. so I was only working maybe five hours a week. I see. I just emotionally up yeah, yeah. My, 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 the top of my head. And so I started cutting back on things. I was like, what are the things that actually are bringing in business? 
Yeah. I cut back on events. I stopped doing as many live events because I had coaches telling me, do lots of live events. I'm like, so I did. And then I realized when I cut back on live events, I was more efficient and I made more money per event. I see. I see. You know, and, and same thing with you know, doing the podcast versus just doing every little speaking gig possible. I would start saying no to speaking engagements. Yeah, yeah. And you think that would be a bad thing. But in truth, what happened is that when I start to really listen to my intuition yeah. and say, well, what, what feels right? Like what's a, what's like a heck yeah. Like that's the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. I would go for those. And then anything else I would just say no to. Yeah. And it opened up space. It created more space. And it was scary. There's a lot of faith. Um, but I found out that I was starting to, one, I started reduce my expenses in my business. Right. Yeah. And, but at the same time, then I was starting to make more money. So I got way more profitable and, and, and all of a sudden now I have that time freedom too. Yeah. So I was only, I, I only even today work 10 to 20 hours a week, but I make like five, six times more than I did working 50 or 60 hours a week. Yeah. So it's not about amount of time. Don't get caught into the whole, I need to work more hours trap. Yeah, it's yeah. Really about what's the most efficient thing you could be doing. What's the most efficient marketing that's worked for you and just do that and keep doing it really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. You brought up uh, some really good points uh, about consistency and about listening to yourself because, you know, uh, the intuition inside you, it's always telling you, okay, you know, this is the right way to go. But a lot of, you know, a lot of us like sort of ignore it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so, so, so those are very good points. So now what, what advice can you give somebody who has actually fallen into that trap, who is actually, you know, either trying too many things uh, too fast or, um, you know, they're not sort of, um, they're listening to all these gurus and, you know, everybody has their own sort of way of doing things. So one of the things that I personally went through is when I listened to four or five people, they were all saying different things. And uh -huh. so I was totally confused. Okay. You know, which way should I go? Should I try all of them or should I try one of them? So, uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of people get into that trap. So if, if you, um, have any piece of advice you can give to, to them, uh, what will that be? Yeah. You have to be careful being overcoached, right? That's a very real problem. Um, yeah, the best advice I've seen is, it's kind of like what I went through three years ago because um, my business coach was telling me to ramp up more. She's saying do an event, a live event every single month. Uh -huh. And I had done six that year and I was burning out, right? Uh -huh. um, and so you really have to listen to say like what, what really feels right. Like does this feel deep down like or does something just feel off about it? Yeah. And I'll tell you, coaches are, in, are infallible too. You never want to just imitate somebody. Yeah. Um, you, you want to try to figure out what you do best. Um, you know, for example, one thing that I picked up on was that, and the reason why I started doing podcasting more was because people would, um, talk to me or they talk to my sales manager and they would say, they say things like, yeah, like, you know, I honestly don't know what Chris teaches, okay. but I like it. I trust, I hear his voice and I trust him. Yeah, yeah. And so when I heard that over and over, like I hear his voice and I trust him, I thought, wait a minute, why am I trying to do all these videos and these live events? You know, when, I mean, sure, I, I do great up on stage, but if it means it's just my voice, why don't I try just doing the podcast or get on other people's interviews and see what happens? Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I got more traction, right? That's great. That's and awesome. everybody's different. And that's the thing is like, um, people might say, hey, I love it when you write those posts, like those posts or your blogs or whatever it might be. You, your, your writing might be the key. Mm -hmm. And so if that's what draws people and tracks them to you, great, do that. Maybe they say, hey, your videos, I just get sucked in. Yeah. Great. Then do more videos, do more of whatever it is that other people, the people that are buying your stuff, not the people coaching you to do it, find out what, what's attracting them and then drill in on that. 
Um, it's like that Pareto's principle, the 80, 20 principle. Yeah, yeah. Find that 20% that works. that gives you 80% of your business mm-hmm. and then do it again. Find the 20% of the 20%. So find the top 4% that gives you the 96% of your business. Yeah. And you'll find a, like life will get so much easier and you won't have to do the whole daily grind as much. That's awesome. Um, all right. Uh, is there anything that, um, that you can think of that used to be true in the world of finance and business uh, as it relates to cash flow, and, but it is not true anymore? Yeah. You know, one thing I tell people to do in business is don't fear debt, okay. uh, but do respect it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, every banker and financial advisor will tell you like, hey, debt is bad. Don't do it. But I'll tell you, like my very first business loan I got was $25,000 and the monthly payment was $130 a month. Okay. Wow. Now, if I as a business owner cannot take $25,000 to make my business at least $130 a month, yeah. I shouldn't be in business, right? Yeah. And none of us should be. Like, we should just go back and get jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think that's the key point is that sometimes people say, oh, debt is bad, avoid it. And I'm not saying get overly leveraged to where you're, you're, you have no cash flow anymore, right? Yeah. But if you knew that, hey, I, if I go and put X amount of dollars into this, yeah. you know, and it could be a Facebook ad. Maybe you're really good at Facebook ads and you're like, hey, I know if I put $1 in, $4 come, $4 come back out. Yeah. Well, dang, I would charge up that high interest credit card all day long because yeah. Yeah. I know I would make more cash flow than that. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's one thing that people need to realize they need to free themselves of that burden of yeah. the quote unquote financial advisors out there that tell you, Oh, don't do that. You know, bootstrap, not only just bootstrap, but bootstrap debt free. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think that's the case. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not encouraging people just to go crazy and go into major debt to get coached by somebody who's just going to make you feel good about yourself. You know, um, it needs to be something that you could say, yes, I will make X dollars with this. And therefore any bank would be dumb not to give me the money. Yeah. Um, Give me an example. I had a client who actually, her business partnership is fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, but after the thirteenth month, it starts paying her between ten thousand and fifty thousand a month. Okay, wow. And she's got it down to a system. Yeah. I yeah. told her, I was like, you know what? For you, I would go to that bank, any bank or any lender. And she found a lender that actually is like makes her pay aggressive payments. Yeah, yeah. But they know they've already got two businesses paying themselves about you know fifteen to seventy grand a month. She's like, who cares? Like. Yeah. This, I'll, I'll get two or three of these things started and I'll pay these loans back in no time, right? And, exactly, exactly. And I think that's what's beautiful about business, that you know, business gives you that leverage. You just have yeah. to be a wise steward of those resources when you're given yeah, them. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, uh, good debt is very good, but I think the problem is uh, the, the point that you mentioned, know your limits and know yeah. where, how much you can leverage. And, and what I've found is like a lot of financial advisors since you know, they have to cater to the, the entire sort of population. They come up with the least common denominator advice that, uh, that they know that, you know, people will not get in trouble with. And then mm-hmm. they sort of give out that advice to everyone rather than assessing each person and, you know, assessing their situation. And uh, they, they customize the advice and say, okay, you can borrow up to 25,000, no more. Right. And, uh, yep. and a lot of people, and what I found is, this uh, culture of, you know, startups in, in uh, Silicon Valley, you know, multi-million dollar deals, it mm-hmm. sort of creates a mindset of in people that you need to raise $2 million to at least start a business, right? Right. And that's, yeah, that's, that's part of it, I think. It's becoming a part of the culture and entrepreneurship. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, all right. So 
now now let's talk about you know we 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 did touch upon this earlier but let's talk about mindset what is the perfect mindset that you think an entrepreneur should have um regarding cash flow uh, which can sort of put them in the positive uh, probability of success yeah it it comes from uh, two things really um one we mentioned like profit a profit mindset mm-hmm. uh, but two also an an abundance mindset and we talk about abundance mindset. Like most of us believe in scarcity, right? We believe there's only so much out there. You know, you, if, if your competition's winning, you're losing, right? And that kind of thing. Um, I remind people a lot of times, like for example, if you've noticed with restaurants, especially yeah. the restaurant chains, yeah. have you ever noticed that they're all in the same strip mall or the same complex right next to each other? Yeah. Now, you might think in a scarcity world, that's dumb. You yeah. should go be in the most far off location possible away from your competition. So they all choose you. Yeah, yeah. But studies have shown that people actually are going to more likely to buy from everyone yeah. if you're together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, and I realized this too, like uh, with, uh, like for example, I was at an event where my biggest competition was speaking as a keynote speaker. Yeah. yeah. And you think that would be a bad thing, but I realized, nope. Okay. And my, and my senses were going off. They're like, well, maybe I just didn't show up to this thing. Just let him do his thing. I'll show up to the next one. But I thought, no, if it works for McDonald's and Burger King, then it could work for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, that was my best event ever because people said, hey, wait, you do that too. And they, because they had a bigger, better relationship with me, they, they trusted me more than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think you know, having that abundance mentality is so essential because you can make very bad decisions in business that will cost you your freedom if you don't realize that. That's, that's um, a great and, point. And cash flow is very much t- closely tied in with that. You know, it's not about either or. It's about how do I get both of these things? How do I get the and yeah, yeah. Um, scenario in there? And, you know, how do I look at it from a place of, you know, best efficiency and profitability and so that I make more money than my employees, right? Or my contractors. Like, yeah. that should be the case. You're the owner. You should be the top paid person of your company yeah. as the CEO, you know? Yeah. All right. Very good points. Um, all, all right. Uh, is there anything else that I haven't asked you about uh, cash flow myths and misconceptions that you may want to share? You know, there's so many, but um, no, I think it, really, if you focus on those things, like having that abundance mindset, focus on profit, focus on the most efficient activities within your marketing and within your business, and even the, the lowest cost type of delivery of your of your, uh, your products or your services, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you'll realize that right off the bat, you'll get some really quick traction. Mm-hmm. So then you can start to decide from there, okay, now what's my next step, my next level? What's that next investment for me that will really work? And uh, again, everything, everything can be very calculated. Everything doesn't have to be done overnight. Don't believe you have to, you know, don't, if you're a coach, by the way, don't believe that you have to have five coaches so that other people will hire you too. Yeah. Um, you don't always have to have a coach every second of every day. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's good just to be in your own thoughts, you know, and, and be in your own, you know, and listen to your own intuition, your own gut to say, you know what, this feels right to me. I'm going to do this direction, even though others have said it's wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes I actually had a year where I, I went the opposite direction on everything and then my year went up, like I actually improved. So that's, that's uh, don't be afraid to do something different. Yes, yes, for sure. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, thank, uh, thank you, uh, Chris, for such a great interview. I'm sure all the entrepreneurs in our audience have a much clearer understanding of the realities of cash flow. Um, so thank you for sharing your expertise and experiences. Now, before uh, we wrap up, can you tell us a little bit about your services and how you help entrepreneurs 
uh, specifically in bootstrapping their businesses and how to avoid huge debts and maintaining cash, uh, positive cash flow. Yeah, I'm, I'm basically an anti-financial advisor, okay. right? I give the opposite advice of people. So I'm about quick cash flow, not long-term savings for home someday retirement. It's like, how do we get quick, quick cash flow right now? So yeah. even if you're starting a business and you want to you want to make your side hustle, your main hustle, your main yeah. business, you know? Yeah. Great. Like, how do we create this, the game plan to be able to get you away from your job so you can go full-time in your business, both yeah. by increasing the profit in your business, but also can we get your money working more effectively, create multiple streams of income? Mm-hmm. So I help people create that roadmap, that game plan, and everybody's different. There's always a case-by-case scenario, sure, sure. Um, but there's always an answer of a way to make it work to where you could say, hey, I don't even need to make the money for my business, but I'm doing this business because I love it, not because I need to make money. Yeah. So you work on a one-on-one basis with your clients? I do. Yep. One-on-one. That's great. And uh, what is the, like, you, where can they go to find out more information? Yeah, they can check out my website, moneyripples.com. That's M-O-N-E-Y-R-I-P-P-L-E-S.com. Um, they can also check out my own, my own show. I have my own podcast called The Chris Miles Money Show. Okay, great. Lots of great free information on that. Um, everything from, you know, investing to create passive streams of income to, you know, making things easier in your business to, to personal development. And awesome. so uh, great, great show you can find on iTunes or anywhere else. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll grab those uh, links from you and I'll put it in the show notes, uh, show notes so that uh, people can easily find them. Sounds great. Awesome. That's great. Uh, thank you, Chris, uh, for sharing all this uh, information with us. And uh, thanks all our viewers and listeners uh, in our audience for joining us for this amazing presentation about myths and misconceptions surrounding cash flow and the real truths that will help you get better results for yourself. Thanks a lot. Thank you. So again, I'm Manoj Agarwal and thanks a lot for joining us on the Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. I'm guessing there are a lot of type A ambitious personalities in the audience today. And you guys are always busy thinking about your next big move, your next plan to conquer the world. I know because I am also constantly trapped inside my own head. To avoid stress and live a healthy and happy life, I highly recommend Ziva Online Meditation Course. This course is taught by world-renowned meditation teacher Emily Fletcher. Trust me, meditation has been scientifically proven to reduce stress and heal chronic ailments. So if you want to learn meditation, then you would want to check out this course for sure. I can vouch for it. It helped me tremendously. Go to go.tetranoodle.com slash z1. That's go.tetranoodle.com slash z1. And now I'd like to invite you to check out my software consulting services and professional training programs at www.tetranoodle.com. We provide world-class consulting services on anything related to technology and software. And we are growing very fast in the areas of education and professional training for software and IT engineers. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do share it with your friends and don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes to get automatic episode updates for our Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. And finally, please take a minute to leave us an honest review and rating on iTunes. They really help us out when it comes to the ranking of the show and I make it a point to read every single one of the reviews we get. Thanks for listening. Stay happy and curious. Have a great day.